Welcome sports fans to the hottest sports podcast in the game, JT and the Don, with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the Don or email them at JT and the Don at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys. Welcome to the next episode of JT and the Don. I am the Don, Donato Bucci. And remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and whatever platform you listen to all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember to leave us a five-star review. Thank you for the great introduction, as always, to Nicole Thompson and the awesome intro music from our guy, Mike Regina. We have been on almost a three-week hiatus, but we are back and ready like never before. So let me welcome in everyone's favorite, JT, Jimmy Thompson. How you feeling today? It's really been three weeks since I talked to you. Damn, that honestly, I was trying to figure out why I feel happy lately. Everything seems to be going smooth in life. I'm good. I'm sleeping better. And then you just reminded me I haven't had to deal with you in three weeks. Shots fired already. Fans at home, remember that because I'm about to annihilate him in these topics. All right. Just yeah, to you sh- must have really just, prepped for this show because I just to never shut him up. This confident. Just to shut him up. All right. And just for the, the listeners at home, give you a little insight. You notice J, JT, I try calling him. He never picks up, doesn't answer my texts, but he doesn't call me doesn't text me so that's why we haven't spoken in three weeks but maybe that makes the show better jt i don't know well well, first of all i have to give context to that because i feel like you can't call me out for not responding to you you're not available at least three days out of the week you're you're coaching five different championship squads you coach baseball basketball football all year round so when you become more available then we can talk until then i don't want to hear it i do not coach five different teams the season the for the season for me is now over, so I've got all right, plenty cool. of so time means, for you. So that means we're going to be talking more. All right, cool. We'll be talking about on the show. All right. So let's start with the NBA. The season ended this past Sunday, but the excitement, JT, is just starting as the play-in tournament is being played Tuesday through Thursday of this week, and some of the games are already in the books So let's give the NBA its due and talk some hoops to open the show. JT, biggest question on the board for individuals in the NBA. Who is this season's MVP? Now, we'll start off by saying this. We did the NBA preview show at the beginning of the season. And who did I say was my pick for the MVP? I don't remember. We didn't do an NBA preview. Yeah, we did. Don't lie to the fans. I I picked Steph Curry. Don't you lie pick, to the you fans. Pick Don, you pick Luka Doncic, and I believe Rob picked Kevin Durant. So I do remember that. So at least Curry's in the discussion. The other two, yeah. Now, who I think should be the MVP is Jokic. And I feel like you, you're you going to agree. No, no, no. So, who, so that's who you think is yeah. the MVP. Right? That's who I think is okay. the MVP. Okay. I mean, I- just, just look at it. He's played in every game. <laughs> He's averaging 26, 11, and 8. 56% from the field, 86% from the free throw line. We always are praising Russell Westbrook for how amazing it is to average, average a triple-double for a whole season. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, Jokic is basically doing that this year, and he's a big man. 
And he's kept the Nuggets a top three team in the West with so many guys missing time. I mean, just look at the guys that the Nuggets have missed. Your boy, Michael Porter Jr., has missed 11 games. Uh, Jamal Murray and Monte Morris, 24 games apiece. Uh, Will Barton and Millsap, 16 games. I mean, that's ridiculous that their their record is that good with that many guys missing that much time. And I'm going to repeat it one more time. I said it before. Jokic is the MVP because he is basically having a Barkley 92-93 season. It's the exact same thing. That's how I feel. So just give him the MVP. I don't want to hear any of this Steph Curry or anything else. It's Jokic in the discussion. How are you going to turn on your guy now? I'm actually going to defend you and, and pick your guy. By the way, honorable mention to Julius Randle. He should be a top four, top five candidate in Is this he MVP not? race. I don't. People have him like outside the top five. Not sure how, but it's Curry. JT, it is Curry. Listen, you know the way I feel about uh, Jokic. <laughs> well, hold on, time out. <laughs> I know how you feel about Jokic, but I feel like you feel differently about him now, given the events of our fantasy basketball championship. No, no that that would have that would have no effect on this opinion because um, there's nothing petty about you, right? No, not nothing at all. All right, cool. No, it ha- it really does. It has nothing to do with the fantasy. Uh, championship that, you that, lost. Yeah, that went down because Jokic was on the other team even though I had Jokic the year before and I was the champ but and know, I had him the year that I the won only so way it's, my- it's a common theme he's definitely yeah. an MVP case closed no. no but this is the reason why it's Steph Curry would Golden State even be in this situation that they're in meaning the number eight seed still having to play in a game against Memphis if they had Jokic instead of Curry What's your answer? We can say that for both of them, but obviously no. But that's that's not true. And I, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you why that Jokic has way more support. First with Curry. Golden State would be nowhere without him. No offense to any of the other guys, but Ubre's been hurt. You want to talk about injuries? What about Ubre? What about Clay Thompson out for the whole year? Draymond had injuries. He had nothing to work with. Kent Bazemore is now in the starting five, JT. Like, Bazemore does not even maybe come off the bench in Denver when they're healthy. So this is a non-playoff team. I would say they'd be fighting with my Orlando Magic for the bottom three without Curry. They'd be going for the lottery, the top three. All right? And and, and I'm not calling out Kent Bazemore. I'm just saying that's the you structure. You damn no, sure it's, the structure, it's the structure of the roster. I wouldn't call out players like that. But it's the structure of the roster is my whole thing. And I'm going to get the Denver's roster. Golden State, do you know their record without Steph Curry in nine games this year, JT? You're going to give it to me. I'm going to give it to you because I know you didn't look it up. Two and seven. They are two and seven. He only missed nine games, though. I know it's a small sample, but two and seven. And he passed Kobe in consecutive games scoring 30-plus points. Think about that, all right? Think about that. And then on top of that, who's the scoring champ? Answer that question. I know oh, you know it's that. Curry. I know it's Curry. Thirty-two points a game, five and a half rebounds, five point eight assists a game, shooting forty-eight point two percent from the field for a shooting guard slash point guard. JT, this this number I'm going to give you trumps anything Jokic has done. Made three pointers per game by Curry, five point. Three. That is ridiculous. He shoots forty-three point three percent from beyond the arc. You yeah, know what? Jokic also the, from, that, Jokic that's not even shoot. fair. They're two totally different players. But I'm that's not even my gonna, whole point. I'm not even going to knock Steph Curry. He takes the most threes, obviously, more than Jokic. 
you can't compare a center to a guard as far as like, oh, the reason he should win MVP is because he made more threes and more threes per game. Now, it is a valid point. That is a reason why he is obviously a top MVP candidate. My opinion, this race about a month ago, I feel like wasn't this close, but it's legitimately close. I'm just giving the I'm giving it to Jokic just because he's been consistent all year. He's he's been at this pace all year. I know you want to say Denver has more firepower. You're right. But they haven't been around. Did you forget about that stretch that, that Porter Jr. missed with COVID? Like that was that was devastating. Jamal Murray's out for the year. Monte Morris, Barton, and Millsap, those aren't, you know, those aren't small pieces that are going away. Like they're they're not there. So basically it's just been him and whoever can what's the guy? Uh, Campisi <laughs> or Dozier. Get it right. Yeah, Campazzo. Campazzo. Like that's basically who he has to work with. And basically. He's doing what Steph Curry should be doing as a point guard at the center position. He's the best passer and facilitator on the team. But guess what? He's also the best rebounder. He's also the best scorer. He is the best player in the league right now. Well, listen, the award should always go to LeBron. He is the best player. Or in the whoever league LeBron every year. says should win it, which is <laughs> no, Steph Curry, Le- which is why Curry might win it. LeBron is the best player in the league every year. No, 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 no. no He's doubt. not going to bump past that. LeBron said he's playing. In his opinion, the MVP of our league and Steph Curry. So I he pretty much just gave him the award, but I disagree. Well, I still think it's going to go to Jokic because everyone's talking it up all year, but it's Curry. I don't think Jokic gets Golden State the eighth seed in the way Curry has. Mm, Curry is I don't know. He's had to play like that to get them there, JT. That's why he's the MVP. I think I think the record would be a lot closer than you would think. Okay, but it's still Curry. All right, so prediction time. Let's make predictions for the NBA playoffs. Which teams, let's start with this. Which teams do you have in the conference finals? All right, so Eastern Conference Finals, um, you're probably going to shoot me. I got the Nets and the Knicks. Okay, I've got the Nets and the Bucks. Sorry, Miami Heat. I can't trust the Bucks. They're just choke artists. It's their year. Watch. Watch out. Their year. Watch out. Who you got in the West? Uh, Clippers and Nuggets. I've got Clippers and Lakers because Jokic ain't the MVP, bro. I'm Ooh. sorry. He can't do it without Jamal Murray. Well, neither is Curry then because LeBron just sent him packing last Yeah, night. but because of Curry, they were even in the game. So yeah, 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 yeah. it What's took LeBron question? hitting a game-winning shot Yo, to, why are you to knock off the Curry. Over. <laughs> to knock off Curry. So I've got Clips, Lakers in the Western Conference. Don't sleep on the Clippers. That's exactly when Kawhi is dangerous with, with PG-13. So who's your finals matchup and who wins? Um, I have the Nets, and I'm actually not sleeping on the Clippers. I have them uh, playing the Clippers, and then I have the Nets winning it at all. So you had Nuggets, Clippers? Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it, what was your finals and who won? Who wins? Uh, Nets, Clippers, and the Nets winning it all. The Nets, Okay. I've got Clippers, Bucks with the Bucks winning it all. Giannis is coming through. I called the Heat last year. I'm telling you this year, they're coming out of the East as the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis has something to prove. The Nets aren't going to be able to control them. Sorry. Not enough defense for the Nets. Last question with the predictions, JT. Which team do you think will be the biggest disappointment in the playoffs? the jazz and i feel bad because they played so well during the regular season but admit it you never really wanted to believe that they were this good i just felt like 
they were using their regular season to make themselves believe they were this good. And everybody else who are the legit contenders were just on cruise control. Lakers were on cruise. The Clippers were on cruise. Like at some points, even the Nuggets were on cruise control. And I just feel like with Donovan Mitchell being injured, like you're going to rely on Clarkson and Gobert to really get it done. And you're a number one seed. I just, I feel like this is probably the most unexciting number one seed I can remember. Well, see, I think it depends on Donovan Mitchell. If he's not 100%, is it really a disappointment? Because we know they're only only going to go as far as he's healthy, right? So, like, it it was like Kenyon Martin back in the day got hurt in the conference championship game and couldn't play in the NCAA tournament. Cincinnati was undefeated number one overall seed. You you don't expect them to win when they don't got Kenyon Martin. Come yeah, on, come on. That's that's a big difference. There's How is other that a big players difference? on the Jazz Donovan, that are good. The oh, Jazz have oh, good players. Oh, sorry. So so without Donovan Mitchell, they still a one seed. Shoot, the way Mike Conley oh, and and, and was playing this year with Gobert, absolutely. You, you are so ridiculous. Clarkson, no way they're a Clarkson one seed. Might be the sixth man of the year. No way they're a one seed. The biggest disappointment, easily, I think, is going to be the Suns. It's got to be the Phoenix Suns. They're going to play the Lakers in the first round. They are two seed. Everyone's talking them up. Devin Booker this, DeAndre Aiden that, Chris Paul, blah, blah, blah. You're going to get beat in the first round, guys. I will say be careful with that one because Chris Paul is the reason why I don't completely buy into them being one and done. I think they'll, I think they'll do better than what people think they will. But, JT, dude. They're facing the Lakers. The Lakers beat Golden State, right? Phoenix is two. Lakers are seven. You're telling me the Suns get out of the first round. They could. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. No, and and that's why you're going to be disappointed because they're going to lose. All right, cool. So you got you got uh, the Bucks. I got the Nets. So clearly the Eastern Conference is taking it all. We're probably both wrong. It'll probably be the Clippers. <laughs> so can we go talk about the NFL? Can we please talk about Tim Tebow? Let's do it. All right, so you already know Tebow Mania is officially back. Um, today, he signed with the Jags. I believe he was actually out there practice uh, on the field today. He signed as a tight end. So I know there's a lot of things in the media as far as uh, controversy with him being signed. So he has as many supporters as detractors at this point. So I want to stick with the signing. Will it work? Like, will he work out as a tight end with the Jags in the NFL? So first, we recorded this show, or we're recording this show on a Thursday, and he was signed, JT, you said today. So he was signed on Thursday, correct? Officially. Okay, officially, right. Will it work? Listen, only time will tell. Um, I know we're in the business of of making our wonderful predictions. So go every, ahead and make a prediction. And, and every, he's going to be a Hall of Fame tight end. It, just go ahead and say it. You know that's what you want to say. And everyone wants to know our great predictions. But listen, I guess if I have nah, to give just yours, one. Because we know them, they are ridiculous. I guess if I have to give one, here it is. If we're expecting him to be Gronk, JT, that's not going to happen. He's not Gronk. Like, Yo, don't, if, don't try to move the goalposts. Just answer if, the question. Will if it people, work? If people Wait, think not, that. I didn't ask you, will he be a be an eight-time Pro Bowler I'm, and lead the league in receiving yards? Just, will it I, work? I got to build up to it. Listen, that's how you keep the fans engaged, right? So he's not going to be Gronk. Now, he'll be able to hold his own. But to me, and this is where I answer the question, I don't think he adds any wins to the team. Like, he won't hurt them either, but he's not going to put them over the top. Like, he's not 
you know, the the, the uh, statistic in baseball is war, right? Wins against replacement. Like, his war is not 3.2 games. Like, it, it's I think it's zero. Like, he's not going to hurt you, and he's not going to help you win a game in terms of wins against replacement. I actually, I actually disagree with that, and I'll get to that in the second point of this question. But you're basically saying, well, you didn't answer the question, will it work or not? I, and I'm getting to it. Like, I feel but, like you building me up to tell me no. It's a it's a yes or no question. But, the, but I'm giving you it's not a yes or no question. Like I'm telling you how it's going to play out. Like, okay, he's not going to add wins. He's not going to hurt them. My concern is his blocking, and this is really what it comes down to. I don't think that Jags will be good enough while Tebow's there that it will make a difference on how he does whether it works or not. Like we're not going to really remember it. And so he's 33 already turns 34 in August, like in two or three years when Jacksonville may be good, he's going to be 36 or 37 as a tight end. Like that's not going to work out in terms of the age and when he'll be productive and when they'll be good. So it's not going to matter is my answer. All right. You could have just said no. <laughs> it's easy. He's it's not, not a receiver. yes or no. You got to explain it. It's no, he's not a receiver. He's never played the position and you just can't, be out of the NFL and then all of a sudden jump back in and play one of the most, not just physically demanding positions, but mentally demanding positions as well. Like tight end is a very hard position to play in the NFL. And that's why when rookies come in, you see most of them struggle and most tight ends really don't start to hit their stride in the league until about year three. Some might peak a little bit early, but very rarely tight ends come in and actually are good contributors right away. So what do you think a guy that's never played the position before is going to do? He's going to struggle. He's not going to have any impact, any value. So that's just a no, the same thing you said. But I think what people really want to talk about is. Oh, hold on. I didn't really say no. Because you always straddling the fence. You got you to listen to my whole explanation. All right, we're, we're in Vegas. We're about to put the money down. No, two next years, question. I'm giving Tebow two next. years. It's going to work out or not for him at tight end. Drew Rosenhaus, next Will question. Will he be a starting tight end within two years for the Jags? Drew Rosenhaus, next Will question. Will he be a starting tight end within two years for the Jags? Drew Rosenhaus, next question. All right, anyway. So you brought me back to not answer the question still. Thank you. But um, most of the controversy surrounding Tebow is the fact that he got a shot uh, after being out of the league when Colin Kaepernick still has not received the shot to return to the NFL. So I want to ask you, do you think that Tebow deserved another chance in the NFL? Well, to be clear with Colin Kaepernick, and you know this, I've always felt he should have at least had a chance or been signed as a backup somewhere. Yeah. Right. We have all these other backups. I don't know about a starter. I'll leave that up to the coaches and the GMs. But at least as a backup, I mean, JT, we've seen some backups come in. We still in see some backups yeah. come in. <laughs> like, why are they even on the field? So, but Colin well, Kaepernick. Just think about this for a second. Jake Fromm is in the league. Charlie Whitehurst was in the league, and Cap couldn't even get an invite. Yeah, and again, not knocking those guys, but I just Yes, we're knocking Cap, those guys. I, I just felt that Cap should have had a chance, should have been signed. I don't know about the contract terms and what he wanted as a backup compared to starter money. I'm just saying I thought he should have got a shot. He should have been signed somewhere. You can't tell For me 30. the record, Jake Fromm and Charlie Whitehurst, we are knocking those guys. So now with Tebow, did he deserve it? Man, JT, just like in real life job situations, Best person doesn't always get the job. And so it's who you know, meaning he knew Urban Meyer. 
So that and, so that was that was actually going to be another question I was going to sneak in. So whether it's a yes or no question, so go ahead. Why did Tebow ultimately get this shot? But you already answered that question. Yeah. It's because of Urban Meyer. Yeah, it's because of Urban Meyer. And going back to did he deserve it? Well, I always feel like you got to earn it. Nothing's nothing's deserved here. You got to earn it, especially in the NFL. But sometimes life isn't fair to other people. And life here, is usually not fair, right? And here. It was fair or maybe more fair for Tebow because it's who he knew and not necessarily what he knew. Because you explained he hasn't played receiver, hasn't played tight end. Like what makes him qualified more than the third string tight end that got cut off the Detroit Lions, whoever that is? I don't know. But that guy had been around probably in college, high school, NFL playing tight end, doesn't get a shot anywhere once he gets cut. But Tebow comes in and gets a job with the Jaguars. So but. I think it's unfair to criticize him based on the cap argument because they play different positions. And so I see that argument that, they, oh, they play different positions now, but they yes. didn't before. Right. But the thing is, would you bring is Kaepernick, would Kaepernick be willing to come back as a receiver or a tight end? I mean, but, but, but that's not I the mean, whole but point. But, but, but it's unfair to say that now because he's making money outside of football. Like, I wouldn't want to come back as a tight end at age whatever whatever he is right now. Why would you do that? Okay, then you can't make that argument of the, should Tebow have deserved another chance because it comes down to, if we're talking strictly tight ends, because Tebow may play on special teams. And, and I think that that's the difference where they're playing different positions. And let me ask you this, because again, I, I think Cap should have been signed as a as a quarterback somewhere, not another position, but as a quarterback. Greg Hardy got signed after actually being convicted of domestic violence abuse, but it got overturned on appeal because then the witness didn't show up for the new trial. Right. I didn't hear anyone argue about, oh, why is Greg Hardy getting like as, as big of a deal as Tebow that Greg Hardy's getting this chance? But what about all these other players? Come on. Come on now. You you know that's because the NFL cares more about dogs than it does women. That it's always been like that. Then you kind of answered your own question. Then I guess Tebow did deserve it because he hasn't done any of that, and he's he can help a team. Uh, I disagree, and I want you to answer a few questions for me when I ask them to you. So the reason I don't think he deserves it is because everybody is always telling me not only when it comes to Kaepernick, but with everyone in the NFL, the NFL is a meritocracy. So that's what your opportunities are based on. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. When Tebow was in the league and he played quarterback, did he play well? I would say. Yes or no? Yes or no? I would say not to the standard of a, a first round pick. Of no. a, of okay, a first cool. round pick. That's a good All way right. of putting it. Yep. Has he earned the right to play tight end in the NFL based on what he's done in his career? Yes would, or no? Yes or no? Just answer the question. I would say no. Okay. Can he play special teams? All signs indicate that he probably can. Okay. Has he played any football since 2012? I don't know. I don't think, but I don't know. Maybe okay, he played so semi-pro based on, somewhere. Based on that alone, why would he deserve another opportunity? Like, not not even so more than I Cap. just like, explained why, why. Why does he even deserve this opportunity? JT, I just he, ex- he couldn't play. He couldn't play the position that he was drafted to play. He's never played tight end. He damn sure can't play special teams, and he hasn't played since 2012. Like Cap has played before. <laughs> Cap has played since the last time Tebow was in the league. So I just don't understand why people think that this is a fair opportunity. Like nothing he's done 
based on the rules of a meritocracy, what people say the NFL is, says that he deserves this shot. But I just explained why. I understand that. It's yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah, but, because, he, because he made Urban Meyer a legend at UF. So Urban Meyer did him a solid. I understand that. And also, basically, Jacksonville is Florida Gator country. So if he even makes the team, like, people will come watch the games. Him and Trevor Lawrence, shoot, they might take the tarp off the top part of the stadium. Well, they might sell out some games. Yeah, well, they, they might end the TV blackouts. I get that part. But the, I'm just specifically saying, did he deserve another shot? And based on those criteria that i gave you i'm going to say no but there's more criteria to that you talk about ticket sales i always say nfl is a business bro don't ever forget that right we're worried about wins and losses at the end of the day it's about the money in the business in the nfl right why do you think they cut some guys that are that are bad for pr it's because of of the the image because that hurts their their bottom line right and here He's going to help their bottom line. People, they're selling tickets because of him. There's no doubt. Just the way Trevor Lawrence sells tickets, he is selling tickets as well. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. And maybe Urban Meyer knows something we don't. Now, I'm not defending the Tebow signing. Don't get me wrong. But, but I'm just saying that is that's the way it is in terms of who you know. He's produced for him, and Urban Meyer trusts him. Like, like JT, there's going to be times out in the real world where i mean people again get jobs that they may not have been qualified for but they knew that. somebody i get somebody two different questions you answer the why i get that it's all about connections i'm talking about strictly the opportunity about him deserving another shot and if you think about it multiple teams have tried to make it work with him not just that quarterback they've tried to move him to age back they've tried to move him around and they found out what fans already knew he can't play at the nfl level like what's changed since 2012 is he all of a sudden just going to become george kittle like it's not going to happen so why even waste your time if you would have just came out and said this is a ticket grab and we're doing it strictly for publicity i could buy that but no they're going to try to sneak him in here make this team and they're going to try to make it work with him so he can have some sort of impact and it's just it's not respectable to those guys that are really out there deserving of opportunity. Fair enough. Fair enough. So let's uh, stay in the NFL as the league announced the 2021 season schedule last Wednesday night. Um, As always, there are some big time matchups, JT. So we're going to do a top five list of the games you're most excited about of this upcoming season starting we'll go back and forth starting with number five did you rank your list i did and i feel like because we love football so much every game is exciting like i want to see all of these games but if i had to break it down to five this would be the list so number five for me uh week 14 bills at bucks i feel if the bills are having a good season this game will prove if josh allen is truly an mvp Ooh, that's a good one i didn't i don't have it on the list I wanted to put it on there, but I always worry sometimes about those late games, um, non-conference, non-conference games. There could have been an injury. Like if Josh Allen goes down, Buffalo's pretty much or Diggs done. Is missing that game and they already got the AFC wrapped up or something. Right, exactly. Or the division. Yep. So my number five, week one. Jets at Carolina. Let's go, oh, Sam man, Darnold. Put that game on this list. Let's go, Sam Darnold. Uh number four, what do you got? 
Uh, Chiefs at Ravens week two Sunday night football. I know I picked this game last year and it was a bust, but it's two of my favorite players in Mahomes and Lamar and it's in Baltimore this time. So I'm always going to watch this game. So I'm excited for it. That's why I'm staying away from that one. Number four, I got the Campbell New England at Carolina week nine. That are you is going to be. Are you planning on getting the NFL ticket? You're going to watch Panthers games all year? Pretty much that in Steeler games. All right, cool. Yep. Number three, what do you got? Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you have this somewhere on the remaining list. Browns at Steelers week 17, Monday night football. I mean, this could determine so many things but also it's going to be a dynamite game i think don't got it on the list can't can't do that week 17 we always expect that to be for the division it's not it's not going to be for the division one way or another i don't know what's going to happen throughout 16 weeks it's not going to be for the division i don't have that on the list but i still want to watch the game Eh, it'll be all right number three i got buffalo at kansas city week five a rematch of the afc championship game where I think both teams will be hopefully a lot healthier than they were at the time. So I'm excited for that one. That That's going to be some fireworks there and possibly another preview of the AFC Championship game. Uh, number two on the list, who you got, JT? So can I have a caveat for my number two? If, this gets, yeah, sure. up, Go ahead. if this gets messed up somehow, I had the game you just said, the Chiefs and the uh, the Bills at number two, but I didn't put that on there because – I'm hoping that Aaron Rodgers is still a Packer and it's the Packers at Chiefs in week nine. This could literally be the highest scoring game of the year. So I definitely want to watch that. I actually have them at number two, Green Bay at Kansas City. We may have the same number one. I oh, think yeah. everyone yeah, Tom should Brady have. Go, it's Tom Brady going back to Foxborough. <laughs> like everybody, like there, there's a reason they're charging like thousands of dollars for the nosebleed section. Everybody wants to be there. I guarantee you that game is going to be so hyped up. And it's week four, Sunday night. So the team should be relatively healthy. I guarantee you, you'll see some people that you never see at football games that are celebrities. They'll be at this game. Like this will be one of the biggest games, like television wise, that I've seen probably in like 10 years. Yeah, that's a week four matchup. So hopefully everyone's healthy. But man, if you're a football fan, I think everyone, JT, it's almost consensus. This has to be the number one game on your list. You might fly down to watch this game in person with us. To Orlando? Yeah. Really? Is that he's big like, of a get? He's, he's like, nah, nah, those ticket prices are too high. You scared to fly still? Am I, am I allowed to stay at your place for free in the mansion? Yeah, well, we can. There is a guest room downstairs somewhere. We can just put you in one of those. See, he admitted he has a mansion. I just got tired of arguing with you. <laughs> All right, so more NFL stuff newsworthy here. Um, last week, Jawan James formerly of the Denver Broncos now, was cut by the Broncos after an off-site Achilles injury. Uh, the team is no longer obligated to pay James's, or James the remaining $10 million in guarantees, and they're actually off the hook for an additional $5 million in injury guarantees for the 2022 season. So Jawan James could be easily out $15 million here, JT, because let me explain it. He was injured off-site, meaning not on an NFL facility or not at an NFL facility, in particular the Broncos facility. Supposedly did this on his own uh, in training outside of the facility, which the CBA does not cover. Mm-hmm. So, JT, 
should the NFLPA get involved? And are the Broncos in the wrong if they don't pay them? So that's such a loaded question. So first off, I want to take the NFLPA part. The memo that the NFL sent out about this says basically all there is to say about the situation. If players work out away from the facility and are seriously injured, teams don't have to pay them. Like, that's what the rules state. Now, the sad part about Jawan James is what that says is it's basically up to the team's discretion on how they handle you being injured away from the facility. So if this was Patrick Mahomes, you're not going to cut him and not pay him. They're going to find a way to work it out and bring him back. But it's probably because Juwan James played three games in 2019 and then he opted out of last year. So they're probably feeling like, you know what? He may have stolen money from us anyway. We're just going to recoup that money. He wasn't what we signed him up to be in free agency anyway. And then you look at a teammate, uh, wide receiver Deshaun Hamilton. Deshaun I Hamilton. think, yeah, he also tore his ACL away from the facility too. So he's probably in a similar situation where his career in Denver could be up in the air. But, I mean, what can the NFLPA really do? The only thing I'm not sure about is, well, definitely in the next CBA, they need to have better language. And this needs to be more black and white because, correct me if I'm wrong, don't they get fined if they show up to report and they're out of shape? So you have to work out like while while the, while it's the offseason. So if you show up to camp out of shape, you can get fined, you can get uh, benched or cut, whatever. I feel like they need to really define that line of you know what's acceptable what's not and i feel like at this point you're sending the wrong message to other nfl players that are really good because i feel like it's the norm like for years like most players work out away from the facility like with their personal trainer guys and that's how they get ready and that's how they become elite so i don't you can fill me in what can the nflpa really do what can they do right now yeah i mean they can file a grievance the problem is going to be you go in front of a, a arbitrator at this point. They're probably going to side with the NFL and not the NFLPA, not not on the player side because it's in the CBA, right? Like it's a, it's just a serious flaw. That's what it is. Yeah, and and I always say this, and I'll say it again: if the players really want to have more control, don't just succumb to these contracts when you're coming up to the last hour. And just sign on the dotted line, mm -hmm. save your money ahead of time and be willing, okay, to when the CBA expires, be willing to stand your ground and fight for all these little details. They're all the main focus is always the revenue part, right? Oh, how much percentage of the, the total revenue does the players get? We want 49, 51, whatever it is. Salary cap needs to be this high. But then you forget about all the other little details, JT, like this. Yeah. Now, granted, probably not a lot of guys have this in their clause anyway, where like non-guaranteed or guaranteed injury clauses, because most of the time at that point, they'll, maybe they'll just cut you. But also the NFL, like in those situations, they usually have a list of things that, OK, you can only go this far, but you can't do X, Y and Z. If you do, those, right. you're done. Like Mahomes has that. Like he can't do like 30 things. Right. Exactly. So if you don't want these sort of things to happen anymore, that's on the players in the NFLPA. Because JT, if you're running a business, why would you not want this in there? Why would the Broncos pay him 15 million when he got injured off site? We don't know if he was really training. Right. Like we don't know. He so, could be like uh, what's his name in Ballers where he got hurt doing something he, he hid from the owner for like three weeks. 
That's a great show, by the way. It is. So uh, sad I had to go. I mean, like, why would the owners just just pay it, right? So they're not gonna like, gi- they're not gonna give you fifteen million dollars, especially when the investment hasn't panned out. Right, right. So save your money, fight for those details, so this doesn't come up. I don't think there's much the NFLPA or can, you just, can really do. You just go to the facility. Like I'm assuming these pro facilities are not that bad. Well, this is the thing, JT. They I don't think, live there. Maybe I get that. Well, maybe that it is COVID. All right. Let, yeah. Let's not forget. But I think the NFLPA messed up because I, I don't have the whole story, but I think they advised are advising players. They don't need to show up to the facility to work out. So guess what? You're on your own. <laughs> and this happens. What happens next? I don't know if the NFLPA can 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 give him 10 million. Because then that opens up the door to everybody else. But I'm I, tell... think the, I think the NFLPA messed up big time here, not just in the contract negotiating, but the advice they're giving the players. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll see if he gets paid or not, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Can we talk about uh, Kwame Brown? I know you want to. I know you want to, too, because this, really. this is hilarious. Not really. Come on, this shit I've, is funny. He's, I've put him out of my mind. This has been 20 years, bro. All right. Well, we're going to talk about Kwame Brown. So uh, lately, he seems to want all the smoke with everyone who's been calling him a bust. Uh, Kwame has been clapping back in viral videos after Gibbler Arenas appeared on the All the Smoke podcast with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, referencing the infamous Michael Jordan crying incident and a lack of mental toughness as reasons for Brown's NBA failures. So since then, uh, Brown has called out media members such as Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp on social media as well. So this is a two-part question, but the first thing I want to know is, are you happy to see uh, Kwame Brown clapping back after, I feel like every day he probably has to hear about how much he was a bust. Well, Gilbert Arenas also called him a man child and a show pony. Um, But to answer your, (laughs) to answer your question, no, like, uh, no offense to Kwame Brown. I don't really care what you got to say. Like, you look bad. Please, making please, it. Kwame Brown, if so, if somehow you get this link to this show, please respond to Don's comments because basically he's saying you shouldn't be talking. He might because this is the only way he can stay relevant. We haven't heard his name in 11 years. That's the only way he's staying relevant is to now clap back to someone who has championships, right? Doesn't Matt Barnes got championships? Steven Jackson got championships. Does Kwame? Maybe he does with the Lakers, actually. I got to take that back. Yeah, he might have stolen the ring. <laughs> he, might, he might have stolen one riding Kobe and Paul Gasol. Uh, coattails to the title. So, um, all right. So, you look bad when you're a bust, JT, and you're trying to make this defense of yourself by not just defending yourself, right? Like, hey, I tried my best. You know, I wasn't in a great situation, whatever. He now is calling out Gilbert Arenas and calling out Steven Jackson on how they were soft, like Gilbert Arenas making a comment during like, I forget what it was, rookie camp or something. And then like how Charles Oakley would slap around Steven Jackson. Like, what's that got to do with you? Like, those guys are champs. They're, they're, yeah, but they're also also calling him soft for things that he's basically flipping back on them and saying like, Hey, you guys had the same thing. But it's again, huge difference. They weren't busts. They weren't number one overall pick. They weren't 
they weren't hyped up the way he was, and they actually panned out a lot better than he did. So that would be like you being faster than me, and then I'm still calling you out for you being slower than like Usain Bolt. What's that got to do? Like you're faster than me. I should just be quiet. I should say nothing. I am faster than you, and you're never quiet. But hell yes. How are you? How do you not want to see this? And hold on. First of all, shout out to Kwame Brown. If you do come across this link, JT, I thank you for being King Petty. Like, I'm so glad he called out Matt Barnes with the whole Derek Fisher thing. Because the one thing I don't like about Matt Barnes is that, yeah, he played the league a long time, but he's acting like he was like some star. Like, yeah, you were a role player. So, that doesn't give you the right to start just talking about other players to your whole speed uh, analogy. So I think this kind of put Matt Barnes back in his place a little bit to a degree, Steven Jackson, because he called him a fake gangster as well. But all you need to know about this is you can say what you want about should Kwame be speaking? Is he right? Is he wrong? The <laughs> It's all about how they respond to him. Have you seen how they responded to him? Yeah, I mean, they, they were respectful, you know. No, 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 no. Those are shook apologies, and they're, like, DMing in, in private to talk about it, like, on a sidebar. Man, come on. Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson are supposed to be the toughest dudes in the NBA. Like, that's their brand. That's how they build it. Kwame Brown has been around for two weeks talking mess and putting all their stuff on blast, and their podcast is called All the Smoke, and I feel like Kwame Brown is the one that wants all the smoke, and – Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson are passing when they should be puffing. So I just feel like the way they're responding says it all. Kwame is right. They know they went too far and they know they really had no business really talking about him that way. And then you look at, yes, he wasn't successful in the NBA, but I mean, he still won in life. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's got a lot of money from being the number one overall pick. And he's calling them out on like real life stuff. Like he was talking about Matt Barnes' whole situation. Like I said, with his wife, with Derek Fisher, uh, Stephen Jackson, I think just got uh, pulled over and profile. He was talking about that. And that's the funny part about it is like, he's talking about real life stuff. They're talking about his career. And I feel like Kwame is really showing that he doesn't give a damn. And he's really, he's, he don't, he don't care about anybody. It, he can stand up to anybody. And, that's, and, and think that's, about it this way. How many 18 year old, people on the planet do you think could be the number one overall pick and have to do all of this with michael jordan in your face like jordan broke way stronger grown men mentally name an 18 year old on the planet that you think could stand up to that it doesn't matter that does kwame matter didn't do it kwame wasn't able to do it and and listen you you want to go back to that other stuff see that's the difference why kwame shouldn't say anything they went after him with his playing stuff. They didn't bring his personal life into. It. They kind of did though, because because I feel like what how they did were they bring to, his personal? They did they talk about anybody in no, his no, family? What they were trying to do is first of all, they let Gilbert Arenas get him in trouble. First of all, Gilbert Arenas always be saying stuff he should not be saying. What they tried to do was call him soft, and it backfired on him. So he called them out too. So I had no problem with it. Listen, you're number one overall pick. You didn't really do much. You shouldn't say anything. That's like us, JT. You're, so you're saying we shouldn't say anything about any player ever then. We do that a lot on this show. Yeah, but guess have the what? right because if, we never what? you know you know we if never I, even made if it I to say that something level. about Matt Barnes and he can find something about my personal life, flip it around and turn it into an insult, then I deserve it. Now, how I handle it, that's a different thing. 
No. But yeah, you but, can say what you want. There's there's always going to be consequences. You know what? Kwame, they went after Kwame Brown, and this is the consequence. If they Kwame, don't want if, no smoke. If Kwame Brown wanted to avoid all of this, he should play better when you had your run in the NBA. Or he could have just failed at something like a lot of people do, and he was minding his own business. Like, people call Kwame Brown a bust every day. I've never heard him, but, but you at act, some point, you get tired of that. You act like all the smoke... This is the first time any controversies come up on that show. Come on. Nah, but I you know like what you're getting into. You got to read between the lines. I feel like Gilbert Arenas was trying to, I'm going to say the word. He was, he was trying to call him soft. And Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson went along with it. They got caught up in the moment like they do on those shows. And Kwame Brown was like, uh-uh, not you too. Matt, by the way, from what I heard, Matt Barnes was not, quite involved he kind of stayed back on it so because he knew that's why he's trying to apologize to Kwame through dms all right really quick if you have one give it to me if not don't worry about it um name one sports uh star that was a bust that you would like to see clap back at the media strictly for like entertainment value by the way all these supposed busts you mentioned and and think that are out there they should just enjoy their money like who cares? Don't they clap might not back. have it, which makes it don't, even better. Don't, don't clap! Back. Don't clap back! Like don't what stoop! Is, do you have don't one? stoop to our level. You have one. You have I, one. I, I got. I got one. I don't think too many people call him out, but some people do. I think it's Greg Oden. Like he's so nice. I feel like you were he, nice to him, but though. he was injured. I don't consider him a bust. He was injured. Doesn't count. Doesn't count in my opinion. For me, a person that I would want to see kind of along the Kwame Brown line of things is Sebastian Telfair because I feel like he had a lot of hype. Um, he was a bust for a couple of reasons, but I feel like if people were really calling him out, I feel like he would do something like this, and I'd be really interested to see what he said. Okay, these were definitely JT type questions. I can just, I can just tell. Bro, just move I can, on. I can just tell. <laughs> All right, so real quick, JT, don't go on your long winded answers like you love to do with these. Let's bring back the quick hitters segment, real quick. Genie Bus. Speaking of all the smoke podcast, shit is always going down on that show. I promise you, we need to go on that show and see what's up. Hey, they can welcome welcome us on. I'll take their heat. I'll I'll take that, and I and I won't and I won't clap back like Kwame because listen, if I haven't done back, anything. You can't be on the show. I, I haven't done anything. I haven't if you done. Never clap back on all the smoke. You can't be on the show. What's the point of you going on there? Did everybody what? go come after us? They gonna think we saw. I can clap back because I was not the number one overall pick in the NBA draft, and and it didn't work out. So if, I, if they I had a draft back. for flag football, you might be pretty high. So I mean, uh, <laughs> I had a knee injury like Greg Oden. What can I say? So, Genie Bus was on the All the Smoke podcast a while back now. This was before the whole incident with Gilbert Arenas and stated that the top five most important Lakers of all time in no particular order are Kobe, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, LeBron, Magic Johnson, and Phil Jackson. Shaq said he was not offended by being excluded from the list. Hmm. Agree or disagree with Jeannie Buss's list, JT? Oh, agree. As Lakers... Those guys are just way more influential than Shaq. More important to the franchise, you feel? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, I got, I got Kobe, Kareem, list. Magic, Phil. I mean, who, there's no room for anybody else. LeBron is basically carrying the torch. There is. Hold on. The Don of Sports needs to needs to speak here. Number one, I have a list here and in order. Number one is Magic Johnson at this. He's the ambassador. He's the face of the Lakers. He will always be 
synonymous with the Lakers, all right? Magic Johnson, number one. Number two, Jerry West. JT won a title in 72 when, when the Celtics you still, still kind of had their him. run. You love him. Still had their run, all right? And then on top of that, guess who brought in Shaq? Guess who turned around that organization and is Mr. still West. is still is basically the building blocks are still there from when Jerry West was GM or executive. So Jerry West is number two, number three, Kareem. All right. Cause without Kareem magic doesn't win all those titles in the eighties. And that's really what has separated the Lakers it's to the Celtics. Yep. The Lakers and the Celtics uh, in this, in the past 30, 40 years, number four, Move over, Phil Jackson. It's Pat Riley. Are you kidding? He was the 80s guy. Bro, like, did, you he's really this... just, did you really just string along quick hitters so you could just name your favorite coaches? I get it, man. Just and give Pat, it a damn list. Pat Riley, number four, number five. Got to have Kobe. Kobe's on so, the list. So Pat Riley over Kobe. Pat Riley over Kobe Ooh. because I'll, I'll tell you why. Because without Pat Riley, Kareem, and Magic, I don't think there's a Shaq and Kobe. Ooh, that's and without fetch. Jerry West, there's no Shaq and Kobe because Bro, no one brings in Shaq like Jerry Kobe West. In your top five most important Lakers, I'm scared to even Kobe. This damn episode. What do you mean Kobe's in my top five? Where'd you have him? Number five. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah, Shaq is not in there. Kobe's okay, number yeah. five. All right, so LeBron's out. Shaq not in there. Le- LeBron's out. All right. All right. I got Magic, Jerry West, Kareem, Pat Riley, Kobe Bryant. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Kobe at five. That's kind of. Go ahead. Next. But question. the thing is. If we're talking quick, importance, quick, 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 quick. <laughs> damn, you just touche, touche, <laughs> touche. All right, the Tampa Bay Bucks GM said that Tom Brady can play as long as he would like. So JT got me thinking. Let's play the game. Who lasts longer? Why are you just making up these weird ass games? <laughs> we got it. We got drawing the fans, JT. Don't just sit You're there not drawing fans with this. <laughs> who lasts how, longer? How, how, how about how am I supposed to sell this segment to the public? Oh, who lasts longer? Go ahead. I tell you me, what. Ask me this weird ass question. I tell you what. You make that. You make that a post on IG, and you put these questions. We're gonna have a ton of comments. I guarantee it. Oh, I guarantee hey, it. No doubt about that. But what's the question? I guarantee it. Who lasts longer in the NFL? Tom Brady or Urban Meyer? Brady. Like Urban Meyer could have health issues, quote unquote, by week ten. I've got Tom Brady as well. That's not really funny to make fun of his health situation. I said quotes because he's. I don't think he's really sick. Wow. Even worse. Hmm. Stay away from you. All right. Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Oh, Brady. I got Aaron Rodgers. I think he's he's bluffing on all this. Brady's eventually going to retire. Rodgers is going to try to play till he's Man, 45 Brady, as well. Brady going to play until he literally can't get out of bed. So Rodgers might walk away as soon as he gets some girl. Well, he's on vacation now. He might just decide Well, see, that's the back. difference. Brady has a family, so there is a reason to retire. Aaron Rodgers, there's no pressure there to, to you know, to have that family life yet. So Brady or Belichick? Oh, Belichick. <laughs> I got Belichick as well. <laughs> so we only disagree with Tom Brady to Aaron Rogers. So, JT, everyone's favorite segment, surprise JT. Oh, I thought it was who lasts longer. Where the hell you get that shit from? <laughs> Actually, no. I, I'm going to change that. I, no, gonna, no, keep I'll, it. Keep it. it it's, it's already a thing. We're going to go trivia time. It's trivia time. So, NBA scoring champ, I told you this before, Steph Curry, um, at one point during this regular season, had a streak of 11 straight games of scoring 30-plus points, which, like I mentioned, was more than Kobe. But 
who holds the record for most consecutive games of scoring 30 plus points and how many? Oh, so 11 is what he had. Yeah, that is not the record. Um, I'm going to say it's either Kobe or Iverson. Neither. Wilt Chamberlain was 65. See, the one time I wanted to say Wilt Chamberlain, it wasn't right. I feel like it's, I always think it's Wilt Chamberlain when you ask these ridiculous scoring questions. I'm like, damn, who is going to stop Wilt from scoring 30 a game for like 20 straight games? It was 65 games he did that. 65 uh, straight games. I should have went Wilt. Can you imagine that? How Yes, good I can. It? Have how, you seen the highlights of Wilt Chamberlain? <laughs> how good does that feel? Like, bro, when you get off the bus, you know you scoring, scoring 30. Wilt Chamberlain, I'm not even trying to be disrespectful or anything. He had the best life. Like, nobody could catch him on the court. He'd score 100 games and go home and, like, like can choose between, okay, like, a 1,000 okay, okay. women let, to be with. So, like, yes, there. his life was great. Uh, let's stop there. All right. Last question. Trivia time. Who is the only QB in NFL history to have over 55,000 passing yards and three over 300 touchdown passes in his first 13 seasons? So 55,000 yards and 500 touchdowns in 13? No, 300, 300. 300? First 13 seasons. First 13 seasons. Drew Brees? Oh, not bad. You want one pay, more pay guess? Manning. Oh, no, Matt Ryan. Ugh. Yeah, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, Matty Ice. Well, JT, that wraps up another great episode of JT and the Don. Great job, man. To the fans and listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. We couldn't do it without you, nor would we want to do it without you. And remember to please subscribe to us, JT and the Don, all sports podcasts. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify iHeartRadio app, and whatever platform you listen to all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember, if you like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And JT, if you don't like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And remember to please follow us on social media, our handle, JT and the Dawn. We can be found on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And look out on Instagram for that question who lasts longer please comment <laughs> blow up our comment section so i look good appreciate it and jt until the next episode see you <laughs>